So instead of saying, I want to be out of debt, why don't we say and continue saying, I'm prioritizing my financial freedom? Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I am so grateful that you tuned in today. Look, you guys, today you are in for a treat because I have the one, the only, the wonderful Martha Adams on the podcast today, who's going to be speaking all about financial wellness and how we can tighten up that financial wellness in 2023. So let me tell you a little bit about Martha. Martha Adams brings her compassion, empathy, and authority to a conversation where it's sorely needed, money. From her personal experiences growing up as the odd one out to her professional experiences standing out in the crowd, Martha knows what it's like not to fit in. Finding the good in it all, she connected to her passion to change the financial conversation for the better as she brings the true starting place of financial literacy, how you feel about money, to the forefront. Built on the platform of her commerce and education degrees, her experience building her independent wealth management from the ground up, and her number one international best-selling book, Cleopatra's Riches, The Money Conversation, Martha Leads is a Game Changer. And also, Martha is one of my fellow guest experts on the TV show, City Line, and that's where we had an opportunity to meet and connect. So welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, Martha. How are you? I am great, Trudy. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. I am so pumped to have you guys here. And at the end of this episode, you guys are going to love Martha as much as I do. (laughs) (laughs) So Martha, first of all, welcome to the Mind Your Body show. And if this is someone's first introduction to you, can you just give us a little bit of a background about who you serve and what it is that you do? So I serve everyone looking for their voice in the financial conversation. So we can often feel like in one way or another, we don't fit in, whether that's the conversation with our partner at home, with a a financial professional in the boardroom, right? Or even, you know, in our businesses, we can feel like we don't fit in. We're great at what we do in the business. And then as soon as the financial conversation starts, we shut down. In all of those scenarios, it boils down to us not feeling like we belong or fit into the conversation because it's one that speaks at us. So anyone that's looking for their voice in the financial conversation I am here so that you can feel that you do, in fact, belong and that you are empowered. That's something that starts from the inside out. 
Oh, I love that. And I just love the way that you serve people and the way that you serve your community, Martha. You talk about finances in such an approachable way because it can be such a really like a scary topic, a topic that makes us feel overwhelmed and uncomfortable, but you do it in a way with such grace and empathy and just compassion. So I do want to acknowledge you for that. That means a lot. That's really humbling and fueling. You know, it's a conversation that I believe in making a really impactful difference in because it's central to so much of our lives. And, you know, our it's connected to our voice in so many ways. But, you know, right now the conversation is in such a way that our voice ends up getting muted. So I'm here to turn up the volume. Mm, oh, I like that. <laughs> So Martha, our theme today is financial wellness. What is financial wellness? Mm, So let's actually approach this question in a maybe a bit of a different manner, because, you know, uh, one of the things that we started talking about is that the financial conversation is one that often speaks at us, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So I want to change that game, right? I want to change that narrative. So let's answer this question by having a conversation you and I, how does that sound? Yes, let's do it. Okay, amazing. So um, when I say um, the word wellness, what do you immediately picture? I just picture like harmony, like mind, body, just like that sense of peace and harmony. That's what I think about. Mm, I love that. That makes me think about meditation, Mm. right? Like Mm. within meditation, you have this harmony, this, right? Um, uh, What a beautiful feeling that is. Uh, when I say the word finances, what do you immediately picture? Well, I feel knots in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) You go right to the feeling, right? (laughs) That's part of why I ask, you know, uh, uh, to bring up a picture on the screen of your mind, because uh, a picture often brings us to the feeling allows us to connect to the feeling you Mm -hmm. immediately connected to the feeling. So when I talked about wellness, you pictured harmony, right? Mm -hmm. It made me think about meditation. And the moment we brought up finances, those knots in the stomach, that stress immediately came up. Mm -hmm. Right. So in wellness, our feelings, our emotions are prioritized, right? And in finances, our emotions are immediately either depreciated or or written off, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why uh, you know finances aren't part of the wellness conversation. And yet, right, in anything that we want to do for our wellness, maybe you know your community immediately started picturing you know a spa day or you know um uh, hikes or you know going to the gym whatever it may be when it comes to wellness right finances are interconnected in that and mm-hmm. so when we prioritize the way that we feel we end up amplifying our voice in the process and that's why i feel that you know we can change the game when it comes to the idea of financial wellness Mm, I like that. So you just mentioned something and I want to go back to that for a second. You said that, you know, finances aren't um, part of the wellness conversation yet. Like, why is that? Like, why are finances not a typical part of the wellness conversation? Yeah. So in so many ways, uh, finances is separated from us, right? So when we talked about wellness, we prioritized 
ourselves in the conversation, right? And we prioritized the way that we feel. When we talk about finances, we're prioritizing in one way or another the external factors, right? So what would bring that feeling of knots in the stomach that you uh, that you referenced? It could be charts, graphs, figures, definitions, right? All the ways that finances are spoken at us, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's focused on the external. And that's why it isn't so much part of the wellness conversation yet. But if we start it by focusing and prioritizing the way that we feel, now it becomes central to you and central to the wellness conversation because it's starting with the missing piece, right? Mm -hmm. Starting with the way that you feel. I love that. I love that. So Martha, I also want to talk about um, financial literacy. And I remember hearing, mm-hmm. I think I was listening to another, another podcast and they were talking about like, I think it was like athletes who kind of, you know, grew up in, you know, disadvantaged conditions. And then all of a sudden now they become an athlete, they're in the NBA, they're rich and yeah, they're wealthy, but they don't have financial literacy. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what is the difference between like financial wellness and financial literacy? Mm. So financial literacy in a lot of ways is knowing what and knowing how, right? Financial wellness is knowing you, right? So feelings are individual to each of us, right? But the financial conversation often starts with the literacy piece. And the literacy piece is incredibly important, right? But the difference like the gap between knowing and doing is often the knowing you part, right? Mm-hmm. The the wellness piece, because that's what's then going to help you engage more in the financial conversation and actually not only be a part of it, but be central to it. So, um, you know, if I grew up in an environment where I was told that in one way or another, I didn't belong, right? Let's just say, and I hear this, I hear this a lot. So I use this example. Um, If I was told that I'm not good with money, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Over and over and over again, whether that was in my household, in my school, in um, my, my cultural community, right? And I heard that over and over again. What do you think is going to happen? Am I going to internalize it in some way or another, or am I going to reject it? What's more likely? Internalize it. Exactly. Right. And so the thing there is that has nothing to do with financial literacy itself. That actually has nothing to do with the what and the how. Mm. It has to do with knowing me. Because that's going to stop me before I even start. Right, right. Right. So the this is where we can see that numbers aren't actually the central piece. Because in the example you gave of the successful, the materially successful athlete, right? The money had nothing to do with the knowing what and knowing how, it had nothing to do with the financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The key starting piece is in that athlete knowing themselves, Mm -hmm. right? 
when we know ourselves, we change the game. We mm. really do. That's that's the difference. That's when the conversation becomes uniquely your own. And uh, so in a lot of ways, financial wellness is the bridge to financial literacy. Mm, I love that. You know, and I I like that you said that financial wellness is knowing you because I also think that just wellness in general also starts with knowing you. So, you know, when clients start coming to me and they want to work with me one-on-one, if they want to lose weight or whatever it is, like first I ask them, okay, what is your goal? And then it's like, why? Like, why do you want this? Like, you need to understand like why it is that you want to achieve this goal. And don't tell me it's just because you want to fit into the jeans you wore like 20 years ago. That's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. It's not enough for you. You mm-hmm. need to start digging deep and start asking your, yourself some serious questions as to exactly why do I want to achieve this goal? So I go through the whole like seven layers of why exercise with them, which is really, really powerful. So when it comes to financial wellness, are there some questions like when it comes to like if financial wellness starts with knowing you, right? Are there certain questions that we can ask ourselves to kind of pull that out of us so that we really know like ourselves a little bit more when it comes to that? Absolutely, there are. Um, and I love, by the way, that you start by asking the why. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, our emotional well-being around money starts with the why, mm-hmm. right? Because that belongs uniquely to you. The how, that's there, right? right. Um, but does it really apply? Just like in in a health journey, right? There are all sorts of, of methods and, and styles that could be recommended. Right. But are they relevant? Are they mm-hmm. relevant to that individual person? And that's determined by the why, right? Right, right. And so I love that you guide them through um, a seven-step process. Like, that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to financial wellness, you know, finances in a lot of ways is what you described it as in the beginning, right? Which is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so I want it to be as approachable as possible. So I have three steps to start with. Oh, right. And give me the scoop, Martha, give me the right. scoop. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> So the first thing is to acknowledge the way that you feel, right? And that may sound simple, but it's really impactful because it's not something that we're used to doing when it comes to money or managing it in our lives, right? So if I feel those knots in my stomach, right? I could go to someone and they could very easily say to me, oh, get over it, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, or that doesn't matter. Here, here, here are the here's the spreadsheet, fill it in. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Um, the the how-to takes over. But those knots in the stomach, by acknowledging that, we can then start to learn more about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? That's where the second question comes into play. Now we've we've opened a door, right? Right. And that's to build awareness. So building awareness for where those knots in the stomach came from, right? Mm-hmm. Perhaps I was sitting with someone who told me the example that I shared earlier, right? Of uh, I'm not good with money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so because I have that internal belief, 
that's where those knots in the stomach come in. Mm. Right. So now that I have, now that I've acknowledged the way that I feel and I have an awareness for it, right. For where it came from. Now the action can start to change because now I see myself first of all, and I see myself differently now. So the action changing could very well be me feeling more comfortable asking a question in a meeting because now I've I've started by prioritizing myself. And when we see ourselves in, in a specific light, we're going to expect that changing the expectation changes the game, Mm. right? So now I'm going to have, uh, you know, an expectation of a more collaborative environment, right? I'm going to ask the question and uh, I'm, I'm going to expect a response that I can understand. And if I can't, that's okay. I'm going to ask again. Right. 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 And that makes all the difference. So acknowledge awareness, action, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Those are the, the three A's to prioritize our emotional well-being around our finances, which is central to financial wellness. I love that. I love that. I love <laughs> that. Want to so high five it? Let's high five it. Like we're five. <laughs> For anyone listening, we are legit. We're actually high fiving. I love that so much, Martha, because you know, the very next step after I, you know, figure out with my clients like what their why is, the next step is okay, now I have you do a food journal. Now you have your goal, now you know why. I have them do a food journal where they track what they're eating for at least like five days. Because a lot of times it's like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you start with tracking your food and you kind of see everything in black and white, then you can pinpoint exactly where you need to start. So now there's no more overwhelm because now, you know, you're going to be tackling this one thing. So I love that it starts with awareness. And that's what that food journal gives people is awareness. Just like you have to start asking yourself some questions to, you know, have awareness around your finances and and where you're at right now. And where is it that you want to go? And how is it that I'm feeling about this? And I think all too often, like, when it comes to anything in life, whether it's our finances, whether it's our health, we don't often stop in to, to check in with ourselves and to ask ourselves some questions. And those questions, asking ourselves some, some questions can be really powerful in terms of figuring out like, okay, this is where I'm at and this is where I want to go. And this is how I'm going to get there. So I, I love that process. I think that's awesome. I think that the journal that you have them do is awesome yeah. because it's, it's connection right? We're often disconnected from so many elements of our life in the busy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then we don't know how we got to where we are, right? By by being connected to it with a, with a positive attitude of self-acceptance, mm-hmm. right? And prioritizing self, mm-hmm. we can you know, build whatever it is that we want to build for ourselves, right? Whether it's in our health journey, whether it's in our financial journey, right? Or any number of things. That idea is, you know, in a lot of ways, a recipe for success. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, Martha, it's because we're just on autopilot. Like we're doing like, first of all, like we're, our parents are an example. So if your parents didn't do a great job of handling money growing up, then like you said, you're probably going to take that on. You're probably going to internalize that. Right. So then now your kind of finances and the way you handle your finances are going to be on autopilot. So 
you know, speaking of autopilot and habits, because I love talking about habits, wrote a book about it behind me there. Are there some habits that we can start establishing to create that financial wellness in 2023 and beyond? Absolutely. Uh, Connection. Okay. Right. So we started talking about it. The idea of connection is essential. Right. And then in that connection, build context. Right. Because in a lot of ways, the context equals connection. It equals connection to yourself. Okay. Right. And so if I look at my financial picture right now and I don't like it, it's okay. Mm. The reason it's okay is that you are starting by making a commitment to yourself. Mm. I'm not asking you to have any financial obligations right? Mm -hmm. Guilt and obligation often lead to regret and remorse in one form or another, right? Mm -hmm. So when I have that connection and commitment to myself, I'm going to go wherever I want to go. Wherever you want to go, it's got to start and continue from the inside out. So staying connected to your finances with commitment for where you want to go. From there, stay focused on what you want to start and continue doing. None of these stop statements, right? Mm -hmm. Because now I'm starting from a depreciating standpoint. Right. Right? So if I say uh, to myself, I want to stop spending so much. These are statements I hear a lot, Mm right? Right. Uh, I want to stop spending so much. I want to stop being in debt. All these stop statements in one way or another come from the inside out. Right. Rather, sorry, from the outside in. My hand gesture was right. but (laughs) (laughs) I got you. (laughs) From the outside in. So someone or something, right, or a combination of things have caused us to internalize an idea that we're not good enough. And then that ends up solidifying within us of this is where we are. This is where we're always going to be in, in one way or another. And, and, and we're going to end up giving up. Right. Because mm-hmm. I mean, how can I move forward with uh, a, a really big weight that I'm dragging, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get tired. You might start moving, right? Right. But it's going to be, it's going to be exhausting. You're working against yourself, right? right? It's time in finances, especially that we become our own biggest cheerleaders, right? Mm-hmm. So as you're staying connected, as you know what you want, you're staying connected, right? Now cheer yourself on. And I don't mean just when you've reached your goal. Right. I mean, throughout, you had a great day or even a good day, cheer yourself on. Because when those not as great days might happen, right? You're going to remind yourself of all the good that you've accomplished. Because what you've done is you've proven something to yourself. So here's a tool I love 
love to recommend. Record those wins. Because big wins are made up of little wins. Right? Right. So you had that good day. You had that great day. Here's a couple things you can do. Document it with a photo. Document it with a little video to yourself, congratulating yourself. Keep it in a file on your phone. This is something I do personally. Then the second step is to go back to that regularly. Right? So mm-hmm. set, set a timer, set a reminder. That reminder comes up, you go back into your phone. What's happening now? You're reprogramming yourself, right? And your mindset when it comes to your belief in yourself. All of that internal messaging, like that messaging, negative messaging that you've internalized is now not getting that space anymore. Mm. Because you are, you've done more than say something to yourself. You started by saying something to yourself and you've continued by proving something to yourself. Yeah. It's right? like a reconditioning. Yeah. Complete reconditioning. Yeah. Right. And it Ooh. all started with the way that you feel prioritizing it, elevating it, right? The results amplifying you. I love that, Martha. I love that idea of recording yourself when you have those wins. It's almost like, you know, when you put like, um, like an affirmation on your phone or something like that, or something yeah. to pop up on your phone. Right. But like you are your own affirmation, right? Yes. When you do that. So you yes. pull it back. You're like, you know what? I had that win. Like I can do that again. Right. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. I love that. That's awesome. your own hype person, right? Yes. We've got to be our biggest hype person because that's where confidence really starts to come from. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And in, especially when it comes to talking about money and our finances, mm-hmm. confidence is an area that we can build so much from. Right. And at the center of confidence is the way that we feel. And so, you know, by prioritizing that, we're going to continue to connect with it, right? Be our biggest hype person. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is so awesome. Okay, next question, because I have to ask this for people out there, because I know people out there are wondering this as we're talking about all of this. They're like, okay, but what about if I'm in debt? Mm-hmm. If I'm in debt right now, where do I start? So in your opinion, like what is the easiest starting point for people who are maybe in debt and want to start digging out of it? Yeah. So a few things there, right? We can, um, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to start with this because I'm always going to prioritize it. And it is starting with the way that we feel, right? So starting with those positive, uplifting statements, And I don't mean just this toxic positivity, right? No, if you feel a certain way, we're going to acknowledge it. We started with that in our our conversation today, right? The knots in our stomach, for example. Mm -hmm. But starting the conversation with what you actually want, what you're going to start doing, right? So let's just say that um, getting rid of debt means financial freedom for someone. Okay. Right? So instead of saying... I want to be out of debt. Why don't we say and continue saying, I'm going to prioritize, right? I'm prioritizing my financial freedom. Financial freedom means something different to each person, right? 
So I'm going to start prioritizing my financial freedom as an example, Mm -hmm. right? Now I could have very easily started with all the to-dos, right? What does it mean? The why is where the meaning is, Mm -hmm. right? Now we're going to build on that meaning with value, right? And so now when I'm starting to do the next thing, which is to connect with my finances, there's value to it, right? There's value to that activity because it's built on my meaning, right? Your meaning. Right. Um, So you're going to look at your, uh, your finances for the past couple of months, right? That'll, that should give you a good idea of where the money's going, what's happening, right? When you're doing that, pay particular attention to monthly subscription, monthly commitments that you have, right? This is often a place where, you know, you can find a lot of commitments that perhaps uh, you're not enjoying as much or benefiting as much from anymore, right? Now you're looking at that not from a depreciating standpoint of yourself, right? You're looking at it with value for whatever your statement was, right? The start statement, financial freedom is the example we used, right? right? So you're doing that. And now you can start to reallocate to say, okay, I'm going to start moving things around, right? Mm -hmm. And um, from there, look at the highest interest rate first, right? Um, Another thing to consider there is consolidation. That's going to help, right? So looking, shopping around and looking to make sure that you have the best interest rate possible is going to help you out a lot because, you know, you want to make sure that that money you're allocating is working for you as effectively as possible. Right. Right. Um, And then from there, you can also look to, you know, potential additional income opportunities. Uh, Let's just say you have the opportunity to sublet, right? Mm -hmm. That could be, that could be an option. If they're, uh, let's just say you are a graphic designer and you can uh, take on a few, um, you know, additional contracts aside from your, your position, right? Mm -hmm. then you can allocate that right down against the debt. Now I want to, before we continue, I want to highlight the word debt. Because when I say the word debt, how do you feel? Feels heavy. It, It totally feels heavy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I completely agree with you. So let's address that word right off the hop. Yes. I don't, I don't love the word debt. Me neither. But right, and I don't love, I really, really dislike it because in a lot of ways it feels heavy because it defines us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. instead of it defining us, let's define it. It's yes. not debt, it's past. Mm. So now when you're going through this whole process, you're looking at making it the past and right. keeping it in the past. Right. Right? Right. And so to keep it in the past, a few things that you can do are to, you know, perhaps reduce 
credit card limits, if that's a helpful tool. Um, make sure you're staying connected to your finances. So, uh, you know, setting alerts on expenditures for expenditure tracking can be really helpful. Also helps to reduce fraud, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's ever happened to you. It's certainly happened to, to my credit card in the past, but it was that expenditure tracking that saved the day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, you know, I was able to get ahead of that, right? Mm-hmm. These kinds of things do happen. Like security systems, especially credit card security systems are very good, right? They are very good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you are the one that, you know, is the is the most connected to your finances. Let's let's have you be the most connected, right? Right, right. And, and lead the conversation in your life, right? Yeah. So tools like this can help to uh, make sure that you're, you're keeping it in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Martha, like, oh my God, like so many gems there. So many things I want to unpack. Okay. So many things, but, oh man, this is just so good. Where do I start with this one? I think like when you talk about debt and debt being heavy and like redefining it, I love when you say create financial freedom, because Mm -hmm. if somebody right now is listening to this, that isn't a lot of debt, like that thought can be overwhelming. It can feel crushing. It can make your shoulders feel heavy and give you the knots in the stomach, whatever your symptoms may be. And I think by saying, you know, something like I want to create financial freedom, that's just so much more empowering than saying I need to get out of debt. Right. And so just pay attention to that language. And I'm always so cognizant of the language that I use. And this is what I educate my clients on as well. Like be very careful and mindful of the words that you use because your words can create a blueprint of your reality. And when you say things like, I need to get out of debt, pay attention to how that makes you feel versus I am creating financial freedom. Yes. Right. Right. I completely agree with you. The word need is a word that in a lot of ways is connected to fear and scarcity. Yes. Right. Yes. When we talk about the word freedom, that's connected to faith, right? Faith in yourself and abundance, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Your ability to create what you want. Now I want to acknowledge that the current market environment has its challenges for all of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I want to acknowledge that whether it's the prices of food or the interest rates, yes. right. Particularly if you are a business owner, a small business owner, Right. You're also dealing with additional factors, supply chain, for example. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are real. And I do acknowledge them. I also want to acknowledge the limitless power that we each have. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. To create what it is that we each want. And so with that... I'm asking you with an acknowledgement for that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm essentially asking you to write the story, the success story that you want to tell. You know, when we listen to a success story and we're like, man, they were up against all odds and they did it. Right. Right. 
right? Right. What story do you want to tell? And as you're recording those little wins, you're telling that story. You're ta- you're starting and continuing to to tell that story. Right? Mm, I love that. I love that. Okay. What am I going to ask you next? Okay. So social media, <laughs> let's go to social media for a second. Cause I was like combing through your feed yesterday and you had this really great post, Martha, where you talked about, um, the riches of our story and the power of our choice. And when I was like, it's happening again, because when I was watching that video, I was getting goosebumps. So I like, can you just talk a little bit more about that concept? Man, that makes me want to cry more on video. Um, so <laughs> Go for it, Martha. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. I'm going to get myself uh, together. This is not waterproof mascara, friends. So- <laughs> you look great. God bless you. So, um, you know, in so many ways, our stories are used against us, mm. right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I grew up in an environment where I didn't fit in, Right that was used against me. I could have allowed and given the space to others to control that, right? To control that internal narrative. Right. But the operative word there is internal. So that space belongs to me, Mm. right? When we connect to the riches of our story. That means that regardless of the circumstances, our story isn't defining us. We're commanding it in such a way that refines us. Hmm. Right? So I looked at that and I said, I didn't fit in. I could have allowed that to have a, you know, a chip on my shoulder for it, right? Right. right. And said, you know, all people with money, right? With money, uh, in air quotes, uh, are this, that, or the other, right? right? And then what would I end up actually doing, right? Who's actually controlling the belief there? Mm-hmm. Right? Someone else's. Mm-hmm. Um, especially being a kid that stood out visibly, right? Um, both in in my my own, whether that's my skin tone, my hair, um, the the way I spoke. Um uh in a lot of ways I grew up 1970s Egypt because you know my parents immigrate and they are <laughs> frozen in time. And so even those sayings, those things that that that's that's the way I spoke. That's what I knew. I, I said things with an English Arabic accent, mm-hmm. right? Um, instead of saying the windshield factor, I would say the windshield factor, right? I didn't know that's how yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, things things like that. And so yeah. I stood out in every regard, right? Mm-hmm. Now I joke about it and I say it was a safety feature because you could find me like this. <laughs> and I looked for the good in it to say, you know, this is where um, I learned to who I wanted to be, 
I decided who I wanted to be, right? So I found strength in it. I found my own sense of community in it, right? To say what I was looking for, what was okay with with me, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was okay with me is that other people feel included. And that's what drew me to leading the conversation I lead today, Mm. right? That's what drew me to start in um, my own boardroom as an independent woman, minority um, in my 20s. Can you imagine? So I didn't have anyone's name or financial backing, but my own two degrees later. (laughs) But, But see, that's because I emotionalized those experiences to the positive. Mm -hmm. Right. So there Mm -hmm. are riches to your story when you command it. Yes. Right. Yes. It refines you. It doesn't Mm -hmm. define you. Mm -hmm. The power of your choice. Oh, Martha, I love that. I love that so much because, you know, you're going to get me emotional. You know, I've shared this before here on the podcast where I talked about, you know, starting my family and having kids and all that stuff. And I think like whenever we have a goal in mind, whether it's to have children, whether it's, you know, to lose weight, whether it's to get our finances together, we're so focused on the end goal. Mm -hmm. We don't realize there is so much value in the journey. There's so much value in the person that you become along the way to your goal. Don't miss that. Yeah. Even the, even on the toughest, the hardest, the most difficult days, guess what? You got up the next day, you're still standing. Yes. Right? Pay attention to who you're becoming in the process of achieving your goal, achieving your dream. There's so many lessons you're learning there. Even with my, with my whole situation, like I've learned, one of the lessons I've learned was compassion. Mm-hmm. I wasn't compassionate for myself. I had no self-compassion whatsoever. So now I just give myself a lot more grace, a lot more self-compassion. And I also think that's really important when you're, you know, if you're trying to create financial freedom, because we're, we're, we're redefining, right? Yes. So, you know, when you're trying to create that financial freedom, like, I think it's so important to hold that space for yourself, to hold that compassion for yourself, even if you're not right now where it is that you want to be. Yes. Yeah. And that compassion for yourself, I love that you that you address that because the compassion for yourself in a lot of ways comes from what you've learned. Yes, yes. Right? And that's connected to the riches of your story. Mm-hmm. Because in that, you've, you've learned about yourself and you've chosen, yeah. right? Yeah. That it's it's not just about, you know, what was defining what is and what will be. Mm -mm. What was does not have to define what is or what will be. That Mm -hmm. is only decided by you. Right. 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 And when you see your story as the riches of your story, now you're looking for that gold, Mm -hmm. right? And if you're looking for it, you will find it. Yes. And that's why I love that you called it that just because so often, like when we're, you know, if we're struggling with our finances, we often say I'm poor or I'm broke. So that's why I love that you call it, you know, the riches of our story. Cause like you said, we're looking for those things, right? So I want anybody listening to this that's ever said that I'm broke or I'm poor, remove that from your vocabulary. That's right. All together. 
You know, I think it was Les Brown who said, um, I'm overcoming a temporary cash flow situation. <laughs> Or something like something along those His lines. Energy, right? God bless him forever. Yes. Good for Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Martha, I want to talk as, as a financial expert, I'm sure you have some goals for yourself and I don't want to put you on the spire. So if you're not comfortable with answering this question, we'll edit this out. No, no, please, <laughs> please. But have you set any financial goals for yourself? And if so, like, can you just share one and how you're working to achieve it? Yes. So I absolutely, I set financial goals, right? And the truth is I achieved many of them within my practice, right? So I had started and built my independent wealth management practice. Like I was sharing with you from the ground up, Mm -hmm. right? I think one of the things that I really want to share that I really want to focus on is that, you know, we're often told about making money, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and in a lot of ways, that's an outside in conversation, right? right? I love to talk about earning money, right? You Mm -hmm. earn money with meaning. Mm -hmm. You grow it with value and you enjoy it with purpose, right? All of those are defined only by you. Right. And when you're earning with meaning, that meaning is tied to impact, Mm. right? So my attachment isn't actually the money. Right. My attachment is to the impact. Mm. And the impact is leading a conversation that is focused on and prioritizes finances from the inside out. That's in the financial industry, right? Media, you and I are are blessed to be on on city line together, right? Mm-hmm. Um and in our school systems, right? Mm-hmm. In our homes, in our relationships. Mm-hmm. So these are all pretty hefty impacts that I'm working to to make, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, I didn't include our our jobs, right? That's yeah. really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all things, all things that um, I'm looking to continue to do. I love that. I love that. So can we talk about, Hmm, let me see. What do I, what do I want to ask you? Now? I have so many things I want to ask you and I'm just trying to, I'm trying to pick the best question for the audience and not think about myself. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I got a financial expert here. Um, okay. So let me think. Um, let's talk about budget. Like if somebody hmm. is trying to stick to a budget, like what are some ways that people can actually achieve that? Do you have any tools you recommend or any sort of like resources that people can utilize to help them to stick to a budget? Yes. Um, so let's start with the word budget. Yes. So when I say the word budget, how does it make you or even, um, you know, connect with the uh, your your community here for a moment? I'm going to ask you to to speak uh, to represent their voice, uh, how does the word budget feel? I don't know. I can't come up with a word of how it makes me feel, but a word that comes to mind is lack. 
Lack. Yes. Lack of deprivation. Like that's some of the words I think about. Right. And so if we're going to think about lack and deprivation, then, um, is it fair to say fear is, is connected to that? Right. So if I'm starting something fearful, what is my, uh, are my chances for success higher or lower? Lower. Exactly. Right. So let's, you know, break through the word budget. Let's set that over, over here. Right. Doesn't belong to us anymore. Yeah, it's over there. (laughs) (laughs) And now let's focus on money flow. Okay. Right. Mm. So when, when you're in flow, picture yourself in flow, right? Whether, um, if it makes you think of, of, you know, in yoga or, or when you're coming up with, with content, right. Mm -hmm. And, um, when you were writing your book, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you connect to those moments that you were like totally in flow, like it was just, um, coming to and through, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, can you picture those moments? Absolutely. How did you feel? I feel amazing. I feel static. Right yeah. now. Um, are you fearful or faithfully focused? Faithfully focused. Right. Because in that you're connected to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. the idea of money flow is an idea that I teach because it starts and continues from the inside out. That's really a key difference in the financial conversation. And especially um, when in the way I teach about financial wellness, okay. right? Inside out. So um money flow is now focused on you, what you want your financial health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so you see something and now it's not about all the things you can't do. It's about what you can. Right. 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 And so now instead of saying, um, uh, oh, that's not on budget. No, it's going to take me off of my flow. Right. It's going to take me, it's going to take me off course. Mm-hmm. And um, my path here, your path is the priority. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that really is the key thing because, um, when you're leading your health conversation with everyone lucky enough to work with you, right? Mm-hmm. You're not starting with the uh, caloric intake or 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 plan, right? You're not starting no. with all the not to dos, right. right? But essentially, when we start talking about the idea of budget, that's what we're starting with. Mm-hmm. And yet, when it comes to finances, we accept that. Mm. Right. Right. So remember I said earlier, change the expectation. You'll change the game. I'm here to change the expectation so we can change the game. So what, so what do we expect? Right. Mm -hmm. We expect to start with the why, just as you are starting with the why and really starting and focusing from the inside out when it comes to their health and well-being. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the, the results follow. Right. The actions follow and so do the results. So you're focused on your own money flow, your own goals of how you are earning, growing, 
and enjoying. Mm-hmm. And growing can be growing towards your financial freedom. Mm. Right? So let's just say that is me focused on making debt a thing of the past. Yeah. Right? Right. Now, this whole idea is a complete mindset shift. And it's a mindset shift because it's an emotional shift. Right. 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 So that's been the priority. This, this entire conversation Mm -hmm. is the way that we feel that's, that's really the way that that's, what's going to make all the difference is right. Um, Because if we're starting from the negative, Mm -hmm. right? Like the idea of a budget and we're starting from the negative, Mm -hmm. That's when what you said is exactly what's going to happen. Like, how can we actually stick to it? You're addressing something there that's very, very true. Right. 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 Like the the idea of of when we focus on our health and and well-being. Like, Trudy, what would you say if I stood in front of the mirror and all I did was speak negatively about about my body? (laughs) Right. You're never going to achieve your goals. Never. Exactly. You just, I mean, I shouldn't say never, but it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to feel a lot hard. It's going to feel a lot more difficult. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. um, and yet with finances in a lot of ways, that's what happens. We're mm-hmm. made to stand in front of a mirror and speak negatively about ourselves. Yeah. You're right. And so my heartfelt hope is that everyone listening can change that expectation to stand in front of a mirror and say, I matter. What I want matters. What was does not have to define what is or what will be. I define that. I command that. And the answer is yes, you do. This is the conversation that belongs to each person as an individual, regardless of your goals, regardless of the impact you want to make and where. This conversation belongs to you and amplifies your voice. So it's time that each person permits themselves to start hearing it. Because when you start hearing your voice, you will mute the noise. Oh, Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> that got me right here. Right here. <laughs> that, that, that was so, oh man, this, this has to be the, one of the most heartfelt conversations I've ever had about finances. And I think you're the only person I know that talks about finances from the inside out. And I just, I love this idea. I just love this concept. I hope that everybody listening to this is starting to feel a little bit lighter, a little bit more empowered about achieving financial wellness. And Martha, I can talk to you all day, but I know you don't have all day. (laughs) And I know your listeners don't have all day, but. (laughs) And neither do you because you have many clients to serve. So I have like one last question for you. And it's a question that I ask all of my guests. And that is, what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? Mm, exercise. Mm, I love that. Two for one. Yeah, it's a two for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There are so many times 
in exercise that there's this time and it doesn't matter if I'm doing weights or, or if it's, if it's cardio or, or simply a walk, right. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed that ideas come to you in, in that time? Yes. And it's because we're allowing that space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We've quieted the noise, right? right? And so we're, we're allowing, um, the, the space for that to come through. And, um, and it just allows me to connect to myself and appreciate what I can do. Right. 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 So if it's a, if it's a bicep curl and I've just like increased that, that weight and like, like even, even with, with these arms, I can, I can still do that. I can look to say, oh, look where I've come. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and acknowledge the journey because in acknowledging the journey, when we approach it from a position of appreciating, we're appreciating ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So that does a lot for both my mind and body in one. Mm, I love that. I love that. So Martha, if people want to connect with you more, hear more about what you have to say, how you can help them, where can people connect with you? A couple of ways. Uh, so Instagram, Facebook is at Martha Adams Media and uh, website is www.marthaadamsmedia.com. A lot of free resources there. And certainly uh, you can contact me directly on the website. Awesome. And her book. Don't forget about your book. Oh, here uh- it is. <laughs> we'll do a zoom in on that when we put this on YouTube. <laughs> but I'll also make sure I put a link to well, everything that Martha mentioned, as well as her book in the show notes for you guys. So you guys can connect with Martha and learn more about her and how she can help you achieve financial wellness in 2023 and beyond. Martha, this has been an absolute delight to have you on the podcast here today. Again, I, I just want to acknowledge you and thank you so much um, for the ways that you show up, for the ways that you serve, for the way that you change our perception and change our lens of how we can look at our finances. So I want to thank you so much for coming by the show today and sharing your gifts. And it was just an honor speaking with you today. The honor was mine. It was such a privilege. Thank you so much, Trudy. Thank you, Martha. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.